Welcome to the Big Fly Pod. Swung on a jump deep to right field. There it goes. See ya. First hit of the year. Oh. He drives one. Deep left field. That goes up to back near the wall. It's out of here. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, folks. Welcome to episode 52 of the Big Fly Pod with your co-host Vinny D'Amato, KMACM, and T. Lou. It is our Christmas episode. We'll be doing a little bit of little segment here at the end uh, where the fellows are going to give out some gifts and also give out some coal. We're also going to talk about Glasnow to the Dodgers. Jung-Hoo Lee is a giant. And I think the most important thing, though, it, of this episode is, first off, thanking all our listeners and wishing them all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And to the fellows on the pod, thankful to be working with you guys as well. Let's check in with the fellows. Vinny, how you doing? Good. Um, I'm excited for Christmas. I mean, even if someone who's listening doesn't celebrate Christmas, you know, thanks for listening anyways and happy holidays to you. And, you know, I, yeah, I got a stack of gifts in front of me that I haven't yet wrapped. So I don't know if you guys are last minute rappers, but I'm actually surprised I got the gifts as early as I did this year. So, um, yeah, I'm excited what, for it. What would you, what would you rate your Christmas wrapping? Oh, it's, it's atrocious. I mean, Okay. If if my dad could see, well, he did see quite a bit because he was the kind of guy that would make a perfect, you know, wrap. And I, I just never cared. I was always put it in a bag and, you know, send it on its way. But yeah, my wrapping is, is atrocious. I'm going to try to do a video this year, like, a, you know, watch a couple of videos and really try to hone, hone in on it. But it's never been a strong suit of mine. No, it's not mine either. No. Let's talk about somebody with a lot of talents. K-May, how you doing, buddy? I'm amazing, boys. Uh, you know, hard to be in a bad mood around the holidays, right? O- always in a good mood. Vibes are high, as always. Um, you know, so Vinny says he's a last-minute rapper. I am a last-minute buyer. I have bought in, <laughs> I have bought in two gifts so far, so the rest of them need to be done this week at some point. So we're gonna. How many? Uh, well, it's not. It's not a ton. You know, it's just like the immediate family, and then my immediate my uh, extended family does like a white elephant sort of deal. So. Just the immediate family, then two wet elephant gifts. So six or seven total. So it could be worse. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll have to squeeze some time in this week to kind of get that all straightened out. But, uh, you know, like I said, we'll make it happen. There's never been anybody who hasn't hasn't gotten a gift for me. I always get them in time. So it'll it'll happen. I don't just I just don't think there's really anybody who that I know of that wraps presents early. I think majority of people do wrap them pretty late. Yeah, as you should, you know. That's just my opinion. My opinion. Speaking of a guy who has opinions, CM, how are you? Uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. I um, I share in K May's uh, thoughts on the last minute Christmas shopping um, because I have done zero of it and may go do it after we finish recording here. Um, but probably I'm not going to get most of it done until Saturday. So we will see how that plays out. But um, yeah. Other than that, though, just getting ready for for Christmas and New Year's, and it's all good. Are you? Um, I don't know if you're going to make it because aren't the Avs playing the Hawks at this moment? They are. Yeah, What's it's um, it was one nothing a couple minutes ago. Mm-hmm. The Blackhawks uh, scored an early goal, but the yeah, is so special, man. yeah, unfortunately, did not get to go see Bedard tonight. But they aren't they in Chicago though? They're in Chicago, uh, right? No, I believe that they're here. Are they? Oh, I, either way, either way, he's putting on a show everywhere. That kid is unbelievable, man. Yeah, yeah, he's a good player. I think that, and then like Celebrini is the kid who's going number one next year. The Hawks are potentially going to get him as well. So hopefully, like the Bears, maybe they you know put it all together after you know years of hell. Twenty five years. So, yeah, twenty five <laughs> years to be exact. Yeah. We could talk about the Bears if we want to, but I think that would be more depressing. Um, let's not do that. So let's talk really quick, boys. Let's just get into a couple things just to get off the list here before we get into our uh, little Christmas segment. Um, we'll talk about the Tyler Glasnow deal that sent Glasnow and Miguel Margot uh, to the to the Dodgers from the Tampa Bay Rays for right-handed pitcher 
Ryan Pepio, who pitched in the big leagues last year, along with outfielder Johnny DeLuca. Uh, Glasnow then proceeded with signing a five-year, $136 million contract that was uh, contingent upon him going over in that deal. That uh, extension had to occur in order for him to be traded. They included a $10 million signing bonus, $136 million guaranteed, and an average annual salary of $27 million. Uh, now, boys, Glasnow, you know, when he's on, top five pitcher in the game, top 10 pitcher in the game is probably more realistic. Uh, a guy that I would have loved to see the Cubs uh, bring over, but it seemed like, you know, this was something where – uh, a little bit more was required in order to get him. He did pitch his most innings of his career in 2022 with 120 innings. But besides that, injury riddled, a lot of things have happened to the guy. But let's be honest, when he's on, he's one of the best in the game. Vinny, your initial thoughts on the deal? Yeah, you said it about Glass now. I mean, he is one of the top 10 pitchers of the game when he's on. So it's tough to watch the Dodgers get another one and – Something tells me they're not done, right? I, I would be shocked if this was their last big signing. So, um, yeah, it's it's painful. I mean, now you pair Glass now with Bobby Miller, Walker Bueller, and Emmett Sheehan. That's that's formidable right there. And so, I mean, the big thing for Glass now will be can he stay healthy, right? I mean, we've talked about it before, and that's all people talk about. So that will be fun to kind of keep an eye on. And I'm sure they'll just kind of, you know, hope to have him for, for playoffs. But I also wanted to say I really like Ryan Pepio. I don't think that he's someone that should be ignored in this deal. Um, I mean, I was just glancing real quick at some of his his stats too. He had a what was it a three percent walk rate last year and a five percent in AAA um, as well. So excellent command. I mean, you know, he lives in the strike zone. So um, if anyone's going to kind of unlock a pitcher, it's the Dodgers or it's Tampa Bay. And so um, I think him going to Tampa Bay is going to be huge for him. I think he'll take off. So. Yeah, good trade for both teams, really. I mean, really good deal. I would agree, too. I mean, Glasnow is a guy who has been injured and hasn't really proven to be a guy to stay in the league. And you get Pepio for five years to control versus having to, you know, potentially lose Glasnow for nothing, you know, maybe just a compensation pick. Um, but, Kame, when you saw the deal, um, I mean, it just it's just simply just what the Rays do um, in my eyes. But what do you think? What were your thoughts on the deal? Yeah, I agree. I mean, if the Rays are known for anything, it's making great trades. So, you know, wouldn't be shocked if those guys going back to the Rays end up being studs and end up being staples in the organization for a long time. Um, but, you know, obviously, last night was the headline of this deal. Um, we all knew the Dodgers needed pitching this offseason. Um, as Vinny said, I don't think this rotation is a finished product yet either. I do think they need one more established arm. You know, those young guys were great, but having an established veteran, I think, is important for them. They're obviously on Yamamoto. They've been rumored to be in on him. Um, but even if they miss out on him, I still think they're going to be looking for one more guy to kind of fill out that rotation. But, you know, like you guys said, top 10 pitcher in the league. So good move for the Dodgers and more to come going forward. Yeah, Sam, um, your thoughts on on them sending over DeLuca as well. You, obviously, your thoughts on the overall deal. But um, I think Papio and along with that DeLuca guy, it's, 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 it's going to be a nice return for the Rays. Yeah, I would agree. I think I, th I actually think Tampa kind of wins this deal getting, um, you know, I mean, this is what they do, right? They get these these guys that they hit on when they're young who do really well. And then when they have the most value, they flip their star players for some other younger guys that end up coming through and they develop really well. Um, I mean, Glasnow, I didn't even realize that he's been in the league for you know, about six or seven years now um, because he hasn't thrown more than 120 innings in a year. Um, so adding him into the Dodgers pitching rotation, I think is actually a super risky move for LA and giving him that kind of a contract when you already have, um, you know, Bueller who is coming off of a Tommy John surgery um, and his rehab is going, I, th I think it's progressing a little bit slower than everybody expected. You have Kershaw, who is most, I mean, probably going to re-sign again, who's injury riddled. You have Dustin May, who's injury riddled. Um, 
and then I think Bobby Miller missed a little bit of time last year with some injury down the stretch too, if I'm not mistaken. So it's kind of tough to think about it from that perspective when you're building this starting rotation of all of these guys that are injured. Um, you know, you get you get Glasnow, who, who's great. Like you guys all said, he's great when he's on. But, I mean, 120 innings at your career high is, is you know, about – 15 20 starts maybe um if you're lucky so i i don't know that it's actually really that good of a move for la but i do think that tampa getting pepio who has shown some flash up in the league so far and then deluca um who who knows what that's going to turn into but i think tampa is probably going to wind up you know looking at this in three years and being way ahead of LA in terms of the benefit of the bargain. I can I just ask a question real quick too. So like if you think about the because you mentioned the amount of money he got. I mean, which contract would you rather have? Glassnow's five five year one thirty six or Aaron Nola's seven for one seventy two. I mean, Glassnow's getting an average of three million dollars more per year. I don't know how you don't take Aaron Nola Aaron nine Nola times out of sure. 10, right? Like, yeah. I mean, the guy's just a whore. Like, and so I was surprised to see glass now get as much as he did for as long as he did. I mean, if I'm the Dodgers, I would think two years, you know, show us that you can stay healthy and then, and then we'll talk. But I was kind of surprised. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it too, Bueller is a free agent next year. Uh, Dustin may will be a free agent after next year. So 2026, um, and then, I mean, you're tied up with a lot of money if this guy doesn't work out and then you're going to have to figure out how to fulfill those other needs, right? Because if you think about it, so like for their future, so you have Bobby Miller, uh, Emmett Sheehan, right? And then Tyler Glass now, and then you'll have Otani. So you need all, you need Bobby Miller and Sheehan to grow and be, uh, be very, very solid, which I think Miller will, Sheehan's a little bit more, we'll, we'll see, but I mean, you got a lot of money tied up and, and a lot of people are looking at all this stuff. And and I talked to a, a an LA Dodgers fan today uh, who I work with and he said, he goes, I mean, yeah, it's great and all that we have all these top level players, but a lot of concerns about injuries, a lot of issues there. Um, and then, you know, trading away Pepio and trading away DeLuca and then who knows what other moves we're going to make. Like they could lose a lot of their depth and, you know, you got Margot, I guess in that deal to help out with that. But I'm, I'm a little, I'd be a little concerned if I was a, a Dodgers fan. Now talking about the future down the road, that's probably a little bit different just because their player development's so good. But I mean, right now, are you taking the D backs rotation? Or are you taking the Dodgers rotation? The Do- Dodgers. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking the D backs over the, you think, you think the Dodgers rotation is better? I than think the Bobby Miller and Emmett Sheehan are not to be slept on. And I think, Okay. Um, with a glass nut. Yeah. I mean, it's lethal. I it's close, but. Okay. So let's do this. So, so no injuries this year. No, 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 totally. I agree with that. Or I don't agree with that, but I I see where you're coming from where I look at that and say, okay, if I get on the mound, I get gallon, uh, Merrill Kelly, Eduardo Rodriguez and Brandon fat, all guys that have proven besides fat to be durable. Right. And then on the other side, you got Bueller, who's coming off his second Tommy John, I believe. Uh, Tyler Glasnow, who basically has made a glass. Um, and then you're relying on basically two young guys. And then you're probably going to sign Kershaw, who's coming off of an injury. And I don't, don't know, man. Yamamoto. But, I mean, even yeah. without Yamamoto. That changes I, everything. I that think I was thinking in terms of, like, if when it comes down to playoff time, I think I'd rather have the Dodgers. Like, you're right. Health may play a role over the course of 162, but mm-hmm. come NLDS or NLCS time, I don't know. I lean. I lean down. I hope that happens. I do too. Him. That'd be sick. But I don't know, Kyle, Christian. Um, yeah. Another. I mean, I'm just going to kind of throw in a, like a tidbit, like an interesting kind of thought that I had. But I mean, about a month ago, the Dodgers rumored to be in on Cease, who has like a lot better injury history than Glasnow does. So it tells me, like, from a White Sox standpoint, as a White Sox fan, just thinking White Sox perspective, 
Um, you know, that their asking price for C's is obviously still really high because otherwise they would have pulled the trigger on C's given the lesser injury history. So just kind of an interesting note that I, that I kind of thought of as this deal went through. So do you think Cease, I know we're getting way off side, off track no, here, but Cease might get paired with like a Mancata, like if the White Sox are trying to dump. Like, I saw that. Will anyone take Mancata with that? Like, because that, that was no. something I saw it too. It was interesting to think about. Uh, maybe, but here's the thing: if someone's taking out Mancata's contract, then you're going to get less of a return, right? Like prospect package back. So I think the White Sox want the best prospect package they can get back, just given where they're at as an organization. So and then they'll just I, ride out Mancata. Correct. Yeah, until it's over, which is only a couple Mankata. more years now. So yeah, Brutal. CM, what are your thoughts on? Um, on what? Uh, I get that there was that's good 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 point. There was a lot to be discussed there. First, are you are you a a, a Dodgers rotation guy this year? Or are you leaning towards the D backs? Um, as I mean, if you're looking at the whole year, playoffs included, I'm probably going to go with Arizona. Okay, okay, it's a great. It's really a very interesting conversation, especially if the Dodgers don't get Yamamoto. Call yeah. me when Emmett Sheehan shoves. I'm excited for that guy. I guarantee. Have you gone into your little fan graphs and just gone through all these little numbers and baseball savant? You just got all oh, yeah. this loaded up in the back of your mind. Oh, yeah. video. Well, Emmett Sheehan showed some some ace upside. That's why I'm excited for him. I Don't get me wrong, Bobby Miller. I, yeah, it's I, that's Bobby Miller's a hometown kid. Like I, I'm rooting for him. You know, to 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 be successful. Um, I just hope that he doesn't you know, give the Dodgers, you know, a chance to win a world series because nobody wants that at this point. But, um, so don't get me wrong. He's, he, he is uber talented. One of the best players that's come out of Illinois in, in a couple of years, probably in, in the last probably about five to 10 years. So this, uh, it's, it's just a rotation that is just a little iffy right now. But again, yeah. I, de- I deal with this with the Cubs. Like it's still so early to make any, form of a of an opinion on how the team will look this year because there's just so much still available they hell the dodgers could sign jordan montgomery tomorrow i mean really realistically they could could we think about real quick to just the potential starting pitching rotation for the dodgers next year would be otani bobby miller tyler glass now walker bueller and yamamoto like that could be their five but talk about star power that's ridiculous. Now, <laughs> now, I guess my only concern, though, and maybe this is just me thinking that the Dodgers don't have the money to do it, which is probably a stupid thought to have. But if they're going to sign Yamamoto and they've already extended Glass now, how do they also sign Bueller to a big deal? Especially if he has a good year. Oh, I guess you're right. You're right. No, yeah. I forgot that they're. Bueller's they may up, do it. Bueller loves yeah, it. There. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. loves it there. And he's probably sitting there being like, I ruined a year for myself and I want one back. Yeah, maybe I want I want to I want to run it back with these guys for a few years. Maybe he has to do a prove it deal. You know, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Or they got I mean, they got they got they got literally if I'm looking right here, they got 18 million coming off the books just like that with guys that are coming. uh, They're going to be free agents. So it's looking good. It's looking good. Uh, CM came anything else to add there? That's all I got, boys. Yeah, I don't have much more, um, but I'm still sticking Diamondbacks. Oops. Me too. Me too. All right, fair. Hey, I, I'm I'm I, I'm fascinated you, with how that goes this year. You guys are going to be wrong when Javi Baez comes out too and hits 40 bombs this year. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we do need a scapegoat on this show, so you're doing a great job. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna live it out. I'll be the. Let's... I'll argue about anything. Sorry. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, now, this is one that we'll maybe have a little bit of a fun argument about. Jung-Hoo Lee signed a 60-year, $113 million contract with the San Francisco Giants. The Giants, excuse me, including a $5 million signing bonus, $113 million guaranteed. Wow. And an average annual salary of $18.8 million. That uh, outfield now includes Conforto and left. Lee will slot into center. And Nierstremski will be in right, with including uh, Austin Slater to be sort of that fourth outfielder. We'll see if things change there. This kid's called the grandson of the wind, his father being the son of the wind, coming from the KBO. He's a 25-year-old lefty bat that debuted in the KBO in 2017. His 2023 stats, a little lower based on the fact of his ankle injury that he had, but he still hit 318, 406, 455. 
with an 860 OPS over 86 games over his career. An amazing stat line of 340, 407, and 491 with an 898 OPS. Almost a 900 OPS in his career. Amazing. 65 home runs, 515 RBIs. Has never hit below 318 in a season. Now, there's been comments rolling out there about you know, players giving their opinion about San Francisco and not wanting to play there based on this or that. I, I don't want to get into that uh, portion, you know, part, uh, you know, in reference to San Francisco on the show. I just don't think it's really necessary. But we're talking about a kid who played in the KBO. And obviously, people will say, well, the KBO is not at the same level as the MLB. But in the World Baseball Classic, he did show that he can handle velocity facing some top-level arms. So there's, uh, you know, it's kind of a hard battle there over the course of the season. Who knows, you know, what changes? But the Giants have missed out on Arson Judge, Shohei Otani, Carlos Correa. I mean, a lot of things have not gone wrong or right for this team after their historic run there in the early 2010s. You know. I, I I am rooting for the Giants a little bit, and I think they're they're going to be in a bloodbath out there in the West. They got to make multiple moves to be even a, even a considered a threat to to at least get in through the wild card. But Vinny, what were your thoughts on the deal? Do you think this is too extensive for this guy, or do you think this is sort of where we're at with the market? No, I I think this is a good number. I think, um, you know it. If I'm a Giants fan, you know, I'm happy with the deal. I think he's a guy that you can lean on for a while and he'll, you know, it's probably going to take a year to adjust. We've seen that like Young Kim or, you know, other guys who come over. Sometimes it takes a year or so. So my big question though is just kind of like, you know, what net, you know, what next for the Giants, right? Like you sign this guy to six years and that's a great signing, but I just, I don't know how they go up from here without signing, you know, I mean, they're going to have to like you said, they got a lot of work to do if they want to compete. So um, I get them locking down center field. Um, you know, he's he can hit, right? You mentioned the numbers, and the guy just knows how to hit a baseball. So it's uh, it's good for them. I think it's good for him, but I'm just they got a lot of work to do. So I'm not really sure what they're doing. Yeah. What about you, Kimmy? I Vinny took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say exactly what he said. Um, you know, good deal. I'm happy for the guy. This is a player who also, like, I've never seen play before just because he's been in the KBO. Um, so I haven't had a chance to see him play. So I am excited to see him, you know, play, play in some games here over in the U.S. Um, but, you know, obviously the stats speak, speak for themselves. So you'd hope that they transfer over, you know, even if they're not 100% of the stats they were. Hopefully they're 80 to 90% of what he was in, in you know, overseas. But time will tell on that. Um, but I agree with Vinny, you know, where the Giants go from here, I don't really know because – you guys mentioned with the D-backs and the Dodgers in that division, um, it's going to be tough to compete when they're playing those teams that many times. You know, they're probably fighting for a wild card spot, um, just given the, the, the top heaviness of that division between the D-backs and the Dodgers. So we'll see. They got some work to do to get there, but I think it's a good deal for the player. Um, you know, a guy that Giants fans can definitely get behind and kind of root for um, as they're kind of battling for success. Yeah, really, really fun personality as well. He's he's come on out in, in some of his interviews and um, has a great sense of humor and a guy that hopefully Giants fans, like you said, KMA, will get behind because it's been a rough couple of years, even though um, I can't remember the exact year it was. It was it was in a couple of, or a couple of years ago where they had that amazing season and basically um, put together whatever they could and use went full analytics and basically were subbing out guys left and right in different lineups and this and that. I know they've kind of left that, you know, kept that sort of progression over the last couple of years with Kepler at the helm. Um, and then they got, you know, Chris Bryan in a trade. Like there was a lot of great things that they were doing. And, and I think that it just ran out of gas a little bit. And at the end of the day, you need to have really, really solid quality players to be successful year over year in the MLB. But unfortunately they just ran out and it is what it is. It, it, it is a lot of fun. It's just that, they got really unlucky with some of these deals that they were supposed to have these big time players and it didn't happen. But CM, I, this is, this is cool for the giants, but what else do you think that they need at this point? That's going to at least make them a threat. Yeah. I don't know anything about the, the Jung who Lee guy. So um, I don't really know if it's a good signing or not, but just from the couple articles and, 
everything that came out about it, it sounds like it could be pretty good. Um, <clears throat> I, I mean, I, I don't know what they're going to do. They're in kind of an interesting position. Like you said, you know, people have expressed that they don't really want to go there. Um, and I know you weren't going to say anything about it, but I'll say it. I think San Francisco kind of sucks. Um, and then, but in all fairness, I mean, I wouldn't want to play in California anywhere. Um, San Francisco, LA, Anah or Anaheim, and obviously not Oakland, but I would, San Diego would be the only exception to that. Um, but I think that the Giants are actually in like, like a really good spot because with Oakland moving next year or two years, whatever it is, um, they're going to see, I think, a pretty good increase in revenue just from those Fairweather fans that would go to A's games um, aren't going to have anywhere else to go. So they're going to go to San Francisco to the Giants games. Um, and I think that that will be helpful for them in the long run. Um, but I, I still think that they have some money saved up to spend and are going to be able to go out and pull in guys that they need to pull in, maybe not necessarily on some of those bigger contracts. Um, but, you know, you get guys, you know, you get two or three additional pieces for lower value instead of trying to go spend big money um, and miss out on some of these other guys because you get outbid or people, you know, players don't want to go there because so much of their salary is going to get, you know, cut in, in taxes and everything, um, which I think is also kind of part of the issue there. Um, so, you know, all that, all that rambling and ranting going on um, about just how, I mean, I, I'm also still just mad that all the people are going to LA and they're in the same division with Colorado, but I think San Francisco is going to be in a good spot in the next couple of years to actually start pulling in some of these bigger, bigger market value players. Um, but I think this year, if they just go pull in, you know, a couple of like three or four smaller pieces um, to add value to their team, I think that they're in a good spot, really. And I would agree, because if you look at their salaries right now, um, basically after this year, Conforto's gone, Stripling's gone, Descafani's gone, Alex Cobb is gone, um, and then Luke Jackson looks like he's got a club option for $7 million. I'd be shocked if they take that. Um, and then it's just a bunch of pre-arb and basically early on in their arbitration process, but not a lot of guys that are requiring a huge dime. So while people may look at this and say, why spend the money on a guy like Jung-Hoo Lee? Maybe they're saying is, is that we need to get something right now in order to ensure of people wanting to potentially come and play in the coming years. It's a great point, uh, CM. I, 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 um, I love your candid answer. Uh, you you um, spoke for me, so I appreciate that. So I didn't actually say it on mic here, um, so my boss don't, doesn't listen to it. Um, but yeah, that was a, was a great breakdown. Great breakdown. Uh, fellas, have anything else to add there? I know there's been other deals and everything, but I'm not trying to take up too much time as I know these were the two major deals. Why wouldn't you want to play anywhere else in California? I don't like California, but San, or San Diego is cool. Okay. Just La Jolla is like one of my favorite places, man. Unbelievable. New Year's, New Year's, New Year's 2023. Never forget. Never, ever. <laughs> <laughs> never, <laughs> never, ever forget. Um, no, I think San Diego is cool. Like San Francisco, the weather kind of sucks a lot. Like it gets really cold up there. Plus it's super congested and super tight. And then LA is the same way. LA is super congested and traffic's always terrible and then like to get to dodger stadium is a hall and a half um but i don't know i just don't yeah i don't like it but san diego's sweet san diego's, san diego's like awesome. best place if if what's his name aj preller didn't shoot out you know money left and right maybe they're in a better position right now and actually looking towards stuff you know who knows who knows yeah well I, I remember we did our our park rankings and I had 
the Padres was on the top of my list. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. That was actually a lot of fun. We should do that again. That was actually a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. Well, uh, fellas, we are on to our Christmas segment, giving out some gifts, giving out some coal. I kind of thought of an idea, Vinny, of how we can not just slightly move it, but giving the choosing a team to give a gift to Mm -hmm. that's done a good job this offseason thus far, and then choosing a team or teams uh, that you give coal to. What are your thoughts on that? So, like, we 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 give rounds of applause to teams that have done well. You mean? Yeah, or you can, or you can, if you want to, because I uh, my notes are on what I thought was the way it was, and that I looked <laughs> during our recording, and I didn't realize that you had said something that I just completely misread, which was uh, what some teams might want for Christmas. So which way would you rather do it, my friend? I you 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 tell me. I'll how about we just have our own Christmas and we all just say whatever we want and absolutely it. love that, Vinny. Love, Let's I do like that. that I love that. I love that for someone's you. getting presents, someone's getting coal. Yeah, we are. We'll, well just why don't you start, it. buddy? Who are you giving presents to? Well my present is and I I, I don't know the finances behind it. I really don't, but I would love to see the Philadelphia Phillies go out and get someone big. The first person on my mind was Cody Bellinger. Like if I'm being real generous, I would love, love, love to see that. I think that's probably too expensive for their taste considering some of the, you know, they just signed Trey. They had just signed uh, Nola. But the reason I would really push for that is because I, I honestly think Philly right now is, I think they're closer to the Dodgers than the Dodgers are to Atlanta if that makes sense, right? I think the Phillies are right there because, I mean, their offense is terrific. They got Wheeler, they got Nola, a couple of Bulldogs in their, um, you know, pen as well. So I think this team's really close. I would love to see the Phillies, you know, do it. I think they're one big move away from being like a perennial contender because they got Harper and Turner for a long, long time. And obviously now Nola too. So that's the team I would want to give a gift to. And if I'm Santa, I'm giving them Cody Bellinger because I think that just makes that NL, NL East a lot of fun. Um, and the team that I think deserves some coal so far, and I don't know how they've, you know, how they would handle this, but I'm going to give it to the Baltimore Orioles. I think the Orioles should have been doing more at this point in the offseason. Um, I, I was very close to saying the Reds because I think the Reds have kind of made an odd move signing uh, Candelario. But um, if I'm sticking with the Orioles, they got to do something. I mean, they're so close and they have, you know, maybe they're just going to run it back. But if I'm an Orioles fan and they're just running it back, I feel like that's a wasted off season. You got so much talent here, so much talent for a long time. Sign a, a pitcher. You need an arm, sign an arm, you know, go after Snell. So I think they're going to be the ones that end up with, with Cole in their stack. Love that. I think the Phillies, I mean, looking looking at the Phillies right now, uh Cassianos isn't right. You'd make I I personally think it would be a major, major upgrade with uh Bellinger. So you'd somehow have to get rid of that contract. Um, or if you want to bite the bullet and somehow do uh keep Cassianos and also sign Bellinger, Rojas moves away from center, so that fulfills your center field need because Harper's gonna play first and Schwarber's gonna and Schwarber's gonna DH, right? I mean, there's not really any there's no other way around it. So yeah. that's a great pick. Yeah. I love that idea. Um, that is a hell of a gift for them. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, KMA. So you're either, you can either do it where you give a team a gift based on their performance thus far, or you're going to give a team a gift such as a free agent. And then the group you're giving uh Cole to. Yeah. Uh, first off, good picks, Vinny. Um, the Orioles were actually my runner up for giving Cole to, I agree with that. They haven't done much this off season. I expect them to do more. Um, team I'm giving a present to, I'm going to give a present to the Diamondbacks so far, um, based on what they've done so far, you know, it started off where they got Suarez or from Seattle, um, then followed up by signing Erod as well as Guriel, who played really well for them last year too. Um, you know, I think there were some questions whether they'd spend in free agency, right. Just given the history of that ball club. Um, but they proved it with Erod. They gave that money out. Um, I think he's going to fit really well in that, into that rotation. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, but I think the moves they made really benefit their club and they kind of did it the right way, right? Like they proved they could have success and then they're building off of that success to get better. Um, so really good job by them. I really like what they've done and I'm excited to see them, you know, battle with the Dodgers and the Rockies and the, and, and the NL West this year should be a good battle at the top there. Um, 
the, t- the team I'm giving the team I'm giving Cole to so far is uh, going to be the Seattle Mariners, um, just because like I don't, I don't really know what the Mariners are doing right now. Um, you know, they shipped off Suarez, then they shipped off Kalanick over to Ball or over to Atlanta. I mean, um, it's kind of like they're like dumping salary. Keep in mind, this is a team that was one game away from making the playoffs last year. Like they should be adding, adding, adding. The pitching staff is really good. They have a lot of good pieces in place there. It, it, it just kind of is baffling to me. Granted, there's a lot of offseason left. Um, there's rumor that, rumors that they might have been clearing some space for Bellinger. Um, but I, I don't really know. I don't, I don't see how realistic that is. Um, but I, I, I don't know. As a Mariners fan, I'd be very frustrated just because they've had success for the last couple of years. Then it just kind of seems like they're going in the wrong direction, in my opinion. So good job by the D-backs and Mariners figure it out. That's what I got. I love that. The Mariners have been just so depressing. It's been so depressing watching that. I mean, why why get rid of Kalanick? Why why move some of these guys? You know, it it just really doesn't make a lot of sense. And I'm wondering, are they looking to make some moves here in the coming months before spring training starts that you're just going to fulfill these needs with cheaper salaries? I, I really don't know. So fascinated to see what they do and um, really rooting for Seattle to make some moves because that was it's epic. When, when that team is rolling. It's unbelievable. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. It's one of my favorite teams to watch, and their stadium's you know absolutely electric. And, yeah, it's sad. It really is. CM, what about you, buddy? I would give a gift to the Kansas City Royals, who I think have made um, a couple of, of really good free agent signings with Renfro and Waka. Um, and I know they, they – picked up one of the pitchers off the Padres. Um, I can't think of right now, Lugo maybe. Um, and I think that they are trying to assemble some sort of a, a cast there in Kansas city, um, to put themselves in a good position, maybe not for an immediate impact, but potentially in a couple of years to have a shot at, climbing back up the ladder um, into contention in the, the central division. Um, so nothing, I mean, nothing that's been eye popping uh, or anything like that, but definitely a couple of moves that have been, have been good um, kind of low risk, high reward uh, deals that they've made. So I would give a gift to the Royals um, if I were to give Cole to a team, I was thinking the Mariners as well, Kyle, but I'm going to give a piece of coal to the Brewers, um, who I don't think have really done, done anything to better themselves um, at all yet this offseason. And I think that their biggest, their biggest thing, obviously, is going to be what they want to do with their starting pitching rotation. Um, you know, those two guys that are that are at the top of it are coming up on contract years and so either get them extensions before spring training starts or try and trade them away for some valuable younger pieces to start really building that team um around their their young center fielder that they just paid pretty big so um those would be my two christmas christmas teams the royals and the brewers Love it. Love it. Uh, you actually took my Royals pick for my gift. I was going to gift them Matt Chapman mm. because they don't really – Michael Garcia is not necessarily somebody who's panning out thus far, but he's a guy that could easily um, – oh, my gosh. Could you imagine him and Bobby Witt on the left side? Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. I Candelario would have been a good one for them too. But really good, a lot cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot cheaper. Too. Mm-hmm. He is uh, even like Justin Turner, you know, a little veteran leadership over there on the left side. Ooh, I love it. Yeah. What, what now Turner did not play third base though with the Red Sox. That's no, I think he was, yeah, he's a DH. Right? Yeah, Pascantino yeah. is going to have to play first base. So yeah, that'll be interesting for sure, man. This is tough. Cause my Royals pick felt really, really confident. And I forget that I work, I have a podcast with one of the smarter people I know in baseball when it comes to CM. So I knew he was going to take that pick, giving myself a shout out for being smart too. Um, but I, how about this? How about this one? I think this is sort of, it's a little tough 
But what about if we do Cody Bellinger to the Red Sox? Because if you take Yoshida, you have Tyler O'Neill, and then you have Duran. Uh, first base, you have Casas. If you put Bellinger in right or left, depending upon what Yoshida wants, you move O'Neill to the DH spot. Would, would that be something you guys could think could be done? I'm kind of screwed right now. I should have had a backup plan because the Chapman thing felt so right. Well, so this good. does say Fangrass has Yoshida as a DH and, and a Brayu in right field. So I, I could see it. I don't know if Duran would slide over, but I think Bellinger's probably a better center fielder than Duran. So I I don't think it's I a just, bad one. But I just think because what's going to happen with Yamamoto is everything, right? Like whatever Yamamoto decides, whatever team that decides is going to fluctuate a lot of things. He's going to put pressure on a lot of teams to do something very, very, you know, very big to please their fans, if we're being honest. So, I mean, they have the money for it, and Bellinger could play first, too. He could. He could. And you can move Casas. Yeah, I mean, Casas, I don't know how he is defensively over at first base. I don't know if he's done a good job over there or not, but I could see. I mean, you could literally put him in any outfield position at first base and even put him at DH on days and needs off. That's why I'm I'm really hoping the Cubs sign him, but that's what I'm looking at. Casas had a negative 15 defensive value last year, which is – not good. That's really bad. <laughs> that's ungood. That's ungood. Yeah. He is not good. Um, I mean, if, unless they brought one Ron Washington over to be their infield coach, I don't really expect the Red Sox to turn around Costas over at first base. But man, there are just so many teams that I could give Cole to. Um, this is so tough, man. This is so tough. I someone steal your Cole pick too, or who, who was your original Cole? My original call was the Cubs, but my problem with that is, is that because of the new manager coming in with counsel, I think that they're trying to do more with less. But I feel as if from a Cubs perspective is that you sign on counsel, you bring on this guy and you make you make this monumental move in, in, in really the history of managerial signings. And he's a guy that you know, in Milwaukee had to do more with less for so long. And there's no wonder that he was being looked at by big market teams because they knew that they could do more with him than the Brewers could because the Brewers literally looking back at their history, like I think their largest deal was with, um, oh my gosh, it's something ridiculous. It's like in 2008, it's like not even nearly, it's not even, I'm trying to remember what it was specifically. Daz Cameron, Daz Cameron. Chance. Oh, I was gonna say Prince Fielder, just out of a guess. I don't know. Yeah, I mean Yelich, but he was an extension, so he yeah. was already on and basically got you know just Ryan Braun's on here. Lorenzo yeah. Kane. Is that who you mean? Maybe, maybe, but like you know, not necessarily. I mean, literally, they Woodruff, Burns, and Peralta were all drafted or international draft picks. So, but what I'm trying to say is, is that the Cubs are now in this mindset, and I truly believe it that they are going to try to do more with less because they're trying to save uh, money, I'm guessing, to make some big moves here in the near future. They want to work out some of these prospects. They want to see what that looks like. They're ranked number two. But from a fan perspective, I'm going to give Cole to them just because it'd be really nice for them to make a move. It's tough for me to say that. Um, the other person I would, you know, the other team I would always give Cole to are the Angels, just because I, I'm despised by them. And, you, and I've said that in one of the previous shows. I think they're one of the worst organizations in baseball. But uh, that's kind of what I'm looking at, boys. What are your thoughts? Yeah, good, good pick. Good yeah, picks. I mean, I've I've tried to wrap my like rationalize the Cubs not spending. I'm like, okay, maybe maybe because they missed out on Shohei, they're going to spend in 2025. But I'm looking at some of the free agents in 2025, and I don't I was see just about to say. like there's nobody, there's nothing. especially compared to what you have right now. Like, yeah, you would have really Juan Soto. I mean, something. Yeah. don't get me wrong. I think Juan Soto will go to free agency just because of the fact that he's a that he's a Boris client, and Boris is not involved in those discussions. If Boris was involved in those discussions with sending Juan Soto over, they would have done the same thing that they did with Glass now, where it's pending an extension, right? Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. no other way around it because I there's no obviously Boris isn't involved necessarily in the trade per se, but 
you know, he's pro- right now. If you look at that list, Vinny, I mean, tell me who else is on there besides Juan Soto. I mean, yeah, Garrett Cole, Walker Bueller, if he has a great year. Yeah, Garrett Cole is a big one, but oh, but he's a he's a player option, right? I mean, I mean, no, no, no. Garrett Cole is not a free agent next year. Is not. What am I looking at then? You might be looking at where players, if they decline and or, or an opt out, Cole might have an opt out. I don't know why I said player option. I'm sorry. Hmm. I mean, trying, trying. Hmm. That would be I, this this website. I, I was looking at the probably the most reputable website, so that could be it. But um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just okay. some of these teams. I mean, to go back to Mariner, the Mariners pick was awesome because. I mean, that's just been a joke. Um, and and I think teams like the Royals and other teams are are seeing an opportunity right now. We saw the Tigers sign Jack Flaherty to a one-year deal. Like, there's teams that want to win the AL Central, and they're going after it. And then there's also things with uh, the Royals where um, they are looking to build a new stadium. They're trying to get approval for it. So I'm guessing trying to build this team up right now to try and put some form of product on the field, maybe bring some form, maybe somehow, some way, you know, win the Central and bring a playoff game. Uh, to that, you know, or go play a playoff game will maybe entice them to do something. But yeah, it's sort of tough. Keep in mind too, I mean, not only the Cubs or any teams we gave Cole to, um, it's a very slow moving market, right? Like as fans, mm-hmm. we wish a lot more guys were signed by now, but just naturally there's a lot of guys unsigned yet. And so teams are giving Cole to now in March might look a lot different just based on how things fall the rest of the off season. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Because I mean, I literally... When I talk about the Cubs with other people, I mean, I'm, I don't necessarily talk down on them. I'm just saying is that there has been movement made and there's been some underrated guys picked up that the Cubs could have grabbed in order to fulfill some of their really urgent needs right now, which is their bullpen. But, um, you know, there are hopefully I, I, I don't see names being brought off the list till after at least after the first of the year. Yeah, so, we'll see. But we'll see. Yeah, we, we say that, and then I can go on X here in an hour, and Yamamoto's a Oakland A. You know, you never know. <laughs> I saw, didn't he request, isn't he on, like, his seventh meeting with, with teams now? Oh, like, dude. I saw that he's... This guy is getting so many free dinners. It's unbelievable, man. Steve Cohen took him to dinner. Could you imagine that dinner? Like, yeah. He's probably at the best steakhouse in all of New York, dude. Come on. Pull out all the stops. Seriously, man. That's yeah. I heard um, the other day the Yankees have Matsui and Tanaka are in on all the meetings with Yamamoto. So I'm sure the the sushi stops are probably incredible. I heard Bryce Harper was on a FaceTime call with Yamamoto, and it's like, oh, that's great. You know, they got to have the translator next to him trying to get that all. The Dodgers they brought out Otani to the meeting with Yamamoto um, with Mookie and Freddie and all those guys. So that was, I mean, that's just so sick. I, I love this time of year, man. I really do. I wish the Cubs were making these major, major moves um, as a fan, but I know as a baseball fan, it's pretty cool what's happening right now. Cause everyone's talking about it. I mean, random people are coming up to me saying, why, why is this guy, why in the world is this guy getting $700 million? And you're kind of like, yeah, yeah, you're kind of you're 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 kind of right. I don't think this man ever needs seven hundred million dollars, but that's sports now, man. It's crazy. Nobody else in the world can do what he does. Nobody. Nobody. Not even Tilu. No, hell no, no, no. I'll throw my arm. My shoulder still kills me. My shoulder's an absolute disgrace right now. How's the golf game? Uh trash. Yeah. Real bad. Terrible. Yeah, I played um, at Quintero, which is this really really cool golf course out here. Um, that I was like, okay, I play, I'll play like one super nice course a year where it's like, I just, I'm going out there. I'm just to go out there and have fun. And I did not have fun because of how bad I actually played at golf. It was atrocious. I mean, every ball, I sliced the ball harder than an Italian butcher. It was so embarrassing, dude. That's a baseball thing. I'm telling you, like, I I don't know, Kyle, like mine's the same way. I'm the same way too. It's the hips through. Yep. I can't hit a ball straight for the life of me. Mm -hmm. It's the most depressing thing because like, dude, there is nothing. There's not a feeling in the world 
it says turned into a golf show. I'm going to ch change this out from the Christmas second. There is nothing more that grows my ego than when I hit a driver into like hit a ball onto a fairway and I get to get off my cart. I get off. I'm not stepping in rocks, snakes, you know, stepping on like, you know, whatever they have out here, road runners and like Cactus. stepping down and looking up and be like, I have 175 shot to the green. I know I'm going to slice this next shot, but I got that first tee shot down. That feeling is special. man. Love yeah. To see it. Yeah. I don't know it well enough, but it's all, it's all I have at this point. <laughs> it's all we have, man. Retired baseball, dude. It's unbelievable. It is, it is rough. T. Luke, can we talk about that you're wearing a sweatshirt right now? They're like dip below 70 or something. What's what's going on down there? What's the yeah, like? So let me let me check the current. It's 62 degrees. Oh, Oof, a, little, yeah. a little chilly, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's cold. Yeah. Yeah. So like this morning I got outside and um no frost on the car, but felt like there was. It was a mere like it was like probably like 52 degrees. Oh my so, god. I, I hate you right now. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. What's it uh what is it in the wonderful state of Illinois? Probably twenty something. Let me check. Yeah, it kind of hurts to check, so I stopped checking. It was cold then yesterday and today. The wind was was the wind was whipping. It really got me. Yeah, I it's got thirty right now. Yeah, yeah. I got thirty two. Yeah, that dude, it just work. grows. It just builds character, though. Let's be honest. Yeah, is that why kids out left? here? If they don't want to go out and work out, they're like, ah, oh, it's too cold out. It's sixty three degrees, <laughs> and we're over here scraping ice and snow off our cars. The grit, man. Mm -hmm. It's a grind. Sing in the gym, you know, until April. You know this I'm is saying? all just this is all just to be Cubs fans, like, and Rockies <laughs> fans, and you know. So then now I can go to Wrigley Field. I earn. This is how I earn Wrigley Field in the summer. Every highlight I see that people are like, you know, try, then when they um would like try Cubs fans would try to bribe Otani or Yamamoto to come, they showed like the Kosuke Fukudome. Uh, go ahead home run or tying home run off of Eric Gagne. And it literally looks like it's like 35 degrees. It's like, yeah, this is really selling him to, to, to come to Chicago. This sounds amazing. Rather than he could be in LA with the best weather all year round. Yeah. Good job. Cubs fans. Brutal. Anything else, boys? See Merry Christmas, fellas. Yeah. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas to you too, yeah. buddy. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. Yeah, I wish, we, wish we were in San Diego, but it is what it is. San Diego forever, though. San forever. Diego forever. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, folks, thanks again for tuning in for another edition of the Big Fly Pod. We appreciate you. We wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and we'll see you after the first of the year.